Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Happy New Year, Happy New Year, and I don't know if I've done one already for this year. I, I don't know. I have to go back and check, but I was rushing into this one because I was having some conversation online, and the thought hit me, uh, got a few minutes, go ahead and do a how to get out of bed. So welcome in, guys. In fact, I don't even know what pages or platforms that we're on. I'll go back and I'll, I'll share it and I'll do a watch party. I think I'm on the Dryer Bus page only because that was the settings I had last time. And Sounds like I just kind of made a whole bunch of disclaimers and errors. No, I did not. I'm just like trying to realize. Because you know when I push that button, I start talking. And you look, if you're catching this live and you see on the screen, it's called how to get out of bed. It means I'm getting ready to get out of bed. I'm going to swing around, put my feet to the floor and go ahead and start my day. But before I do that, and I'm actually cognizant a little bit, still got a little frog in my throat. I try to give you a good unscripted Here's what I'm dealing with today, conversation. And I really want to get into these thoughts because, as you can see, I titled this one, Relax, Don't Drown. Because before the sun came, comes up, because it's not even up yet, I was having a conversation that kind of started apparently last night before I went to bed and I woke up and I had all these notifications of uh, continued conversation. So I was doing playing catch up. But while I was trying to play catch up, I realized that people were still in this conversation. So they, I don't know if they've been to bed, but I gave a little piece of advice and something I've said on here a number of times is relax. Don't drown. Remember, I've shared having a drowning experience, and I still have kind of a little bit of um, anxiety about that to this day. But the lesson I learned in that moment is that, and I and I said this to a person in the comments because I could tell they were really searching and looking for an antidote to what we're having, we're witnessing. And some people are, there's a story in the news that we are witnessing and it's triggering for a lot of people who've been there. And there are those who, you know, we have to understand that haven't been in some of these situations. They didn't make some of the choices or decisions or to take on some of the responsibility, you know, and it is what it is. But for those of us that have been down some of these roads or, or these things are familiar and we learn something from them to which we have something to give back, something to share and let, hey, listen, this is how I come up out of it, came up out of it. This is how I ended up back in it. This is how, you know, this thing, these things continue to happen or I continue to survive these moments. And so what I was, I said to them was, you know, in that moment, something I've learned, one lesson I've truly learned through living this long is in those moments when we feel like we're drowning, because I actually had a true to life, real drowning experience was, and I wasn't able to be rescued or saved until I relaxed. 
until I relaxed and noticed what was really happening around me and what was the first thing that I needed to do to come out of it. And I, and the lesson I have in that is the lesson I learned was people don't necessarily drown because they don't know how to swim. I was about to drown because I was purely exhausted from swimming, from trying to save myself, you know. And we were talking about um, this recent um, situation where the young student going to Georgia Tech, uh, his death is ruled a suicide. That's all we can say. I don't know. But his, his family now in the aftermath of that are talking about the signs that were there, the stress that was there, the struggles that was there, um, the situation, that the living situation the family was in. And so, unfortunately, it's not until catastrophe, drastic measures, that we, those of us on the outside looking in, stop and pause and realize the person right next to us is drowning. Because in my drowning experience, I was in a wave pool. I wasn't out in the ocean, which I probably should have been over in the lake. No, I shouldn't have been in the lake. I shouldn't even have been in that particular lake because that's all that happens up there is people drown. <laughs> so I never go there again. I'm like, damn, I'm not even out in the lake. In the dangerous, treacherous, uh, history-built, drowning lake, cesspool of death, I'm in the wave pool. And uh, even in the wave pool. And guess what? Meet hundreds of people right next to me, and there I was in trouble and distress. In fact, my distress was caused by another person's distress who who had all the badges and protections to keep him from drowning. He had he panicked in the wave pool, decided to use me as an additional flotation device, and I literally had to fight this grown man off of me. And therefore, I not having extra protection was exhausted, and I was too far from the um, shore, the edge. I was like out in the middle of this thing, waves just taking me further, further out. And I could never get a moment to catch my breath. Every time I would try to inhale water, wave, and I remember, I would never forget from being under that water, looking up and seeing the lifeguard trying to assess my situation. And then once he assessed I was in trouble, trying to give me instructions, and I'm like, dude, hurry up, help. I'm just thinking this because I can't talk. And I just remember watching, I remember even coming to that moment of just, wait a minute, what the hell is he doing? And in that moment when I stopped, and I don't want to say it was a moment that I gave up, I just realized, okay, listen, this is about to happen. My children in this in this water somewhere, my family's out here, they're going to get ready to see me be rescued, and hopefully I'm rescued and, and saved or not, right? But in the moment when I started thinking all of that, I, I, I was able to lock eyes with the lifeguard. And then he, I realized, oh, wait, he's giving me some instructions. Because he definitely wasn't coming in because I would have been in more danger to him if he'd come at any moment sooner. And so then he, I noticed he's giving me some instructions, giving me to throw me all this stuff, the, the little red thing like they have on that Baywatch movie, and, and literally pulled me to a place. He, he didn't come in because, again, you know, everybody's enjoying They don't even realize what's going on. And then people start to see, wait, that lifeguards trying to help somebody. So then, you know, people begin to disperse from the area. You know, like then there I had to be rescued in front of her. And see, that's another thing people have a problem with. In fact, one of the comments, um, young lady mentioned that she was being in a situation about to be rescued or could have been rescued, but the shame and the fear was there and did not allow her to seek the help.
and I said, and that's when I shared my imparted wisdom that is it that's that's real first of all because people don't want to be a burden even in that moment i'm thinking man i don't want to stop the fun of everybody else i don't want my you know my children are here you know and then you don't want the embarrassment it's like okay you got to be rescued out of a wave pool but at this point the situation that put me in in this it was a decision that i made to go in like you know because i'm an excellent swimmer i know that you know i've had training uh at 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 a, at a at levels beyond um for as swimming you know professional instruction uh grew up in the water all my life my father made sure that i enjoyed the waterways in in georgia simply because of the 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 way people used to riot over black people enjoying water like you're a black this black girl gonna swim Okay, <laughs> everything that was done unto the boomer generation, uh, they made sure to undo in us. And I did a wonderful podcast, and I, I think I went back and recorded it so that it would not get lost. Um, but I had a wonderful conversation with my father about that because I remember one day um, going to visit my dad. We're going to pick him up, he was going somewhere. And uh, hell, I might have been even borrowing money. <laughs> I don't know what the situation was. I think I did. Because he didn't want to give to the GoFund. He's like, I don't want to put my stuff on. I come get some money. Because I was doing a campaign, as I always do, for uh, Dryer Bus. This ain't that This ain't that podcast. I ain't going to ask y'all for money. But I went by. But um, I was in. My dad lives in the MLK corridor. Because, you know, all the boomers are trying to move back to where they grew up. And... I noticed that it will, right now there's a brand new aquatic center, but there's always been an aquatic center attached to the, the MLK Initiative and Remembrance uh, in, the, in the buildings, in the corridor. So you have, you know, the, MLK, the King Center, the, the historic churches, and um, there's a gymnasium, you know, and all this recreational stuff. And I never, I never connected that. Well, the boomer, the black boomers were uh, forbidden to enjoy life and so they had to have their own and so that I could I finally understood why those why recreation was a part of the civil rights movement and because that was like an aquatic center why is a swimming pool but when you think about it there were so many riots and so much racism over waterways. And even now to this day, when I drive the Chattahoochee and I live in Atlanta, and anytime you're moving around Atlanta, you got to cross the, the river um, so many different times. And I noticed um, there's so much there's so much racism in in our traffic patterns and transit here. And I'm not even trying to go there, but y'all, it, it just is. And I, I have to talk about it because there's so many people trying to live in harmony and they can't figure out like why we can't get to harmony. And it's because, because everything is still like blatantly there. And this is what the forefathers and, 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 and people, they did it this way so that this symbolism would last forever. And that's why people are going around trying to get rid of a lot of this symbolism because it's there, it's blatant. And so while you're trying to say, hey, get over it, get past it, let's get beyond it, let's live in harmony, it's like, okay, we got to change some of this stuff. But if you notice, if you're driving the rivers, every time you come across the river, especially on the highways, on one side of the river is one city, on the other side of the river is another city, or it's a county, you know, it's, it's literally the dividing line. And so on one end of the river is recreational, on the other end of the river is sanitation. Like all the sanitation stuff is over, you know, and now now with the gentrification, 
people are realizing like, wait, why, what, wait, we, we, you know, it's like, it's anyway, but you don't just relax, don't drown, because there's so many things that, that seek to smother us, drown us in the things that we're doing, and to bring it back to the conversation that's been apparently been going on all night while we were sleeping, is people were talking about the situation where this young man who, and I had to say to somebody, yes, in fact, we had the conversation yesterday in the barbershop, and they were saying, man, you know, his life was about to be set. Uh, no, his life wasn't about to be set. Yes, he, had, he was given a great scholarship and he an amazing opportunity, but you don't understand. You got to be at a certain place in life to take advantage of opportunities. First thing first, he got to get to Georgia Tech, right? You got to show up on the campus to enjoy all of that, all of that uh, opportunity. And then... Um, it, depending on how long, whether he was going to do what do y'all call it, the one and done. Like if he was that great of athlete, well, he going to go do this one and done. I think that's where they go do the what, one year, one semester, whatever, and then go on to the draft. I don't know. Help me out. Tweet me. How does that work? I keep hearing one and done. Or whether or not he was going to go and get his, do the whole four or five year, do his degree and all those kind of things. Can I tell you the enormity, the enormity there? And we have to understand, yeah, somebody can give you a full ride. But a full ride doesn't start till you get on the campus, right? And then, and if you don't realize, if you've not sent off, sent a child off to college, you have not yourself gone off. Uh, the minute, the minute you go, it's time to come back home, okay? The minute you go, and it's like, and there's so much, there's so much coming out about this family, and people are like just dumbfounded because they, it's like, here, oh wait, this is what American hardship looks like. Yes, each and every day. This is what people, um, when we talk about people, used to say that people were, we were all, what, two weeks away, you know. Now it's like a simple payment. Now it's less than a payment. Can you make the payment? And all these different anxieties. Do you have grace period? There's so much in our lives um, that we don't have enough grace period. Or we've used up that grace period and those kinds of things. We experienced that in our household um, when we were taking care of my mom and dealing, you know, it's like, oh, wait, you know, the cushion, all the cushion has been eaten up because now we not only have bills, you got health bills, you got to survive doing all this stuff and, and surviving. And I think we do such a disservice and it's not so much, and I don't want to admonish anybody because something that I learned through all of this, having lived this long, is that we are oblivious. And that's the beauty of life, that life in and of itself keeps us oblivious to hard times. Even do you know like let's let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you how, how 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 amazing life is. I had four kids, no C-section. I ain't trying to do TMI, and and yes, I know that I experienced enormous pain and discomfort. Uh, having a child, you go to hell and back. Literally, you go to the bowels of hell. The pain is it's it, it's immeasurable. At some point, the little machine can't go any higher. But I don't even, it, the machine, I'm going to tell y'all, that, mach, that machine truly doesn't measure the pain. It gives, it gives those around you some semblance of what you are experiencing, but it, it doesn't even go high enough to the point that your body then brings forth something into this world, okay? And I did it four times, and two of those times, neither myself nor the doctors were able to prepare for the speed by which the child came here, okay? I barely had time to get to 
the hospital and you see you see people we see all these videos out there people delivering before they get to the hospital meaning they don't have no imagine can you imagine someone having i'm telling y'all i've witnessed i had one myself without anything and i'm telling you it's amazing that do you know that the and those of you many people don't know this but the minute that baby is here all that pain like goes away it like like bam it's like gone like wait I mean, you are in the pain that you're in is, it's 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 it feels like a freaking volcano. It if you didn't know, it burns like hell. Like somebody's got a goddamn torch on your behind. And the minute that baby is here, you see the woman just relax because those pains. They start, they kind of start coming back, as like God said, back to back to back to back. Forget that every one minute and this, that, no, they start coming back to back. Then they don't stop until that child's here. And you have absolutely zero control of it. I know they say, okay, breathe and push. Let me tell you, there will come a moment that if you do nothing, if nobody said nothing to you, your body, in essence, will take over your mind, your soul, everything. You can't even fight it. Because I, I, I tried to fight it. I told him, no, I'm not, I'm not pushing it. I can't do it right now. Oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I, I was the most stubbornest giving birth to this lady ever. I'm like, no, I don't want to do it that way. I don't want, please get out of my sight. Stop looking at me. Stop talking to me. I don't want to do it. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got to, you know. And then, and then let me tell you, the one time I had a midwife. Oh my gosh, she was absolutely awesome and amazing. I'm telling y'all, first two times I had a man, beautiful guy, uh, historic doctor here in the city. God rest his soul, amazing, amazing giving person. You know, um, loved him, but honey, um, he'd retired by the time the third one came. I had four of these, remember? And so I went with uh, um, no, the third one I still went with. I had doctors, but the fourth one, I was like, okay, those first three experiences, you know. We're going to do this one the way I want. And I went with the midwife on the fourth one. And I just remember it was so different from the others because having the men in the room, it's like, uh, y'all, uh, I don't know what to say. But that midwife, um, I mean, it was everything that, I, it was all about me. It was, what do you want? What, it, was, it wasn't just medical and technical and dismissive. And not that any of them was dismissive. It was like, these men, that's what they do all day, okay? You know, they all they know is, by hey, she's going to get to this point. She's going to get to that point. I'm going to get to this point. I'm going to do what I got to do, and I'm out, right? You know, and one of those times, it's like, he came in the room, and like, we done. <laughs> you know, I'm like, dude, where you been? <laughs> Right, and even on the third one, I was like, in the third one, I was like, I don't even know who this man is. Like, Where is my doctor? Well, hell, you keep having babies on these holidays. You can't. Your, your plan, your plan just went out to put that. That even though the fourth one still came on a damn holiday, <laughs> I got to stop. Doing, I had to stop. Oh, I, well, clearly I ain't having no more. But the fourth one came up on a holiday as well. Um, the fourth one came on the holiday. The third and the fourth one came on holidays. The other two came as prescribed. But um, the the fourth, the third and the fourth one surprised us on a holiday. So, no, wait a minute. Let me think. Okay, yeah. Okay, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, so I had a midwife. 
And so the plan, and I remember calling, I'm thinking, well, she's not going to be available. It's a damn holiday. And she was like, no, I'm on my way. And remember the plan, and it was going to be just absolutely perfect. And I still was just as stubborn. And then she was like, okay, you got to, we're getting ready to get ready to push. And I'm like, oh, I don't, don't want to push. I'm not pushing. I want. I, I remember the time, you know me, I'm like, oh, not at this time. Let's hold, hold it for a few more minutes. I want this particular time. Because, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I done figured this thing out, right? And uh, and I was like, I think I need something because I was trying to do the whole. This one gonna be natural because I don't experience every modern medical modern medical experiment of medications. And well, I was like, no, this one we're gonna we're not take. I don't want nothing. I'm just gonna walk it out. You know, literally like I'm walking down the hallway and like, whoop, something dropped. I think we gotta get back to the room, right? So I'm gonna walk it out. I'm gonna do the natural. I don't want nothing. And then that ring of fire hit, and I'm like, wait, oh no, I need something. And I think I was begging, begging, begging. I think she just showed me a needle. I don't think I ever got anything. I think she just kind of showed me a needle and said, okay, I'm gonna give you something. I don't think she. I think she gave me like a little uh, local or whatever, whatever. You know, nothing to take off the mental edge nor the pain. But no matter how much you stall, it's coming. And I kept saying, no, I don't want to do it right now because I'm terrified. I've done this three times. I know it hurts like hell. And it doesn't stop until it's done. And I don't want to start it because if I start it, I'm going to have to keep going. And it's like those head and shoulders, they just like tear you the hell up. And I'm like, okay. And um, she just let me whine. And well, okay, okay, you don't have, you know how to do it when I'm doing anything right now. You know, the other doctor, you need to push. I got another client. You no, know, she was like, well, what do I have to do anything right now? She just like appeasing me because she know. One more, one more, one more something, and I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> and somewhere somebody resonates with this story, even if you don't. But again, these things they happen in life, and I know. Whew, I'm, relax. That's what it is. Just relax. Don't drown. Don't drown. We drown in our fears. We drown in our shame. We drown in, in just being scared. We drown, y'all. And and some people don't stop and notice that there is a hand reaching in. There is help along the way. There is help on the way. And I know what happens is it never, I don't know in all that I realize, I don't know if my help along the way on this journey ever came directly from the place I thought it was going to come from. It always seemed to come in from a place unexpected. You know, I don't think it ever, because sometimes we're too busy thinking that somebody sees us when we don't really see our ourselves. And that's the difference between anxiety and depression. What I love, again, about starting how to get out of bed and, and, and having a conversation with you guys about continuing it. Last night, when people were trying to figure this thing out, or did the young man have depression? I said, you know, let's not, let's not forget about anxiety, being worried about something that hasn't happened yet, something to come, and not knowing that when, it, when that time really gets here, Somebody might be right there holding your hand and you're trying to figure out, oh man, this time is winding down. This grace period is about to end. These things are going to happen. And you don't foresee the Calvary. You don't hear the Calvary coming in and you see the people around you. You think they're watching you drowning when they are just simply oblivious to what you've gone through because you haven't said it out loud. 
you know, you think somebody sees your nervousness or your fear. No, because guess what? It looks just like theirs. It looks just like theirs. You sound just like them. You know, that's why people say we get triggered by these things. And, and I know I saw that story coming down. I'm like, oh, I can't. I can't take it on right now. I got to wait. I need to wait. I'm going to wait until it's a little bit more details because I know when the first time you see it, it's this. And the second time is that. And the third time is that. And then, oh, now here come the facts in this thing. And, uh, and I, I needed to wait until I can take all these little pieces and put that whole puzzle together because I know that sometimes it'll those triggers will cause you to go on a, into your own spiral. And we, um, through these conversations, realize like depression, that's being, that's worried about something that has already happened. It's happened, you know. Um, anxiety, worried about something that's not going to happen. And I, I, I want, only reason I want to talk about this because I heard, uh, I, I'm trying to think how to, I don't want it to be like hearsay because I want whoever needs to hear this to know that this is a thing or uh, for those of us to understand because we're on the outside because these things haven't happened to us, you know, either yet or they never will. But we got to stop. We got to get a better understanding. I'm not going to say stop. We got to get a better understanding of what it means, you know, for these young people. Because people keep saying he had his whole life ahead of him. No, he didn't. <laughs> okay. Um, he had, there was no more life ahead of him because he's gone. So destiny and fate is what it is, was what it was. But. If we don't stop and look at what it means to have all of that placed in front of a person and they cannot make the decision we want them to make, right? That we think they gonna they should make or we think that because we, we do this, we think that these things happen and they make life better or they erase the pain or they erase the struggle or they fix the conditions and those kinds of things. He was a person, yeah, he might have had his whole life, you know, I'm trying to think what that means. I, I'm trying to put this together. Somebody else in the, in his position shared. Uh, I, I was at a, um, you know, know me, I go to these, all these different events and things like that. And I went to a, a screening and at the screening they had, they came out and they did a talk, a talk back. And all these people were on stage that had been at that point where they had all that opportunity. And yet life didn't unfold the way, you know, people admonished them to this day saying that they didn't take full advantage of you know, somebody coming in, swooping in with all the resources they needed. And they talked about why it is they didn't become this greatest of the greats that everybody thought they would. And they begin to explain what it is and what, when they got the full ride to this, that, and the other, or the funding and all the opportunity and the money and the big checks and all this kind of stuff and how none of that fixed all that had happened to them prior to 
all that was happening to them then. And even in those environments, going into those environments, ill-prepared for that opportunity, how they were unable to process all that was going on. Because your mind got to be right. Okay, the, your heart and all the hearts around you got to be right. So when you keep saying he had his whole life, man, his life was about to be set. Um, no, it wasn't. Because first thing you got to do is you got to get there. The first thing you got to do is you got to leave, um, leave some folk behind, some family behind who, you know, who... I mean, and we, we don't know. And unfortunately, in these situations, unless the person leaves us a note, a diatribe, an anthology, we don't know. Speculation, it'll be spe speculation from this point on. And the worst speculation in those who truly love this child, who truly live with this child, who truly birthed this child, only they will and will spend the rest of their lives processing this. Because the rest of us, we're going to go on to the next, go on to the next story, the next trend, the next thing coming down the timeline. You know, hopefully to God, I pray that we don't go on to any of the personal circumstances of this. And that's why I do how to get out of bed because I'm like, listen. Listen, I'm, I'm going, I know, I have learned, I need to talk through some of these things. Otherwise, imagine me sitting here alone with these thoughts, right? Because I didn't go into the next room sharing with the people in the next room. I didn't share it at the dinner table last night. I didn't share it on the ride home. Well, I probably did knowing me because I have learned, look, as if it's inside, it needs to come outside. Make that shit public, girl. Don't be carrying around, don't carry around that stuff on your heart, especially not on your mind, and don't keep it deep buried in your soul. Don't worry about being shamed, don't worry about the fear. I'm like, listen, we live in public. I got some trauma things going on, and I'm like, listen, hey, you you know how, to, look like you know how to fix this. What did you do? I ain't got no problem asking nobody, nothing. And actually, you know what? There was a time I did have a problem, and somebody reached in and said, hey, look, look like you got a problem, say you need some help over there. And I'm like, you know how, you know how people say well, ask really really truly genuine people ask you if you're okay because a lot of people ask you if you're okay people ask you how you doing every day all day long and you withhold you withheld you're like i don't i i'm good i'm off people ask me every day all day long and all they hear something like i got pulled into a meeting y'all in corporate america one time because this little asshole of a man used to ask me every day how are you and i was awesome and amazing you know I got pulled into the bosses of the boss's office, okay? Because this this little weasel of a man felt intimidated that I would always answer him awesome and amazing. Did somebody else around the corner ask me how I'm doing? And I had a whole last conversation. Well, I'm sorry, weasel of a man. Little weasel of a man. Little weasel of a short ass going bald ass man. I don't like you. I'm not about to let you know anything going on in my life. Look, weasel of a short, balding man, probably still walking the planet to this day. I ain't never telling you how I'm doing. All you will ever know is I'm awesome and amazing because I know you got ill got game for everybody up in here and you ain't bringing it my way. And he literally went on into the boss's office, told the boss, well, you know, every time I ask her how she's doing, she's awesome and amazing. And I know she can't always be awesome and amazing. Because then when they go to lunch and when they're talking to him in the hall, you know, she speaks to everybody else. She shares, I, I ain't sharing it with you. And I got, and, and let me tell you, boss called me in. How you doing? I'm good. What's going on? What, 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 what do we need? Cause that's what I do. I'm here to serve you. What 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 do you what do you need? Well, you know, so and so 
said, you know, all the time, you know, that maybe y'all are not connecting. We don't need to connect. He don't sign my check. I'm <laughs> just saying, okay? Um, and if, you know, what, you, you, are you always awesome, amazing? That don't matter. You know, it, it just don't. That's not, that's not what you paid me for. When I come through the door, I leave it all out there. I just come in, hey, you know, and I connect with some folk and I'm good. And what's the problem? And then he proceeds to tell me, you know, I might have hurt a little weasel of a man going bald, you know, can't Napoleon, whatever. And I said, listen, let me tell you just like this, okay? Don't ever call me in here over no BS like this. this is straight BS. I said, and I don't expect you, a man of your stature or your position or even me to have to have this kind of discussion. And this is not a discussion to be had. And let me tell you, I said, now I'm going to get up and I'm going to walk out of heaven. And if there's nothing, no problem with my work, then we can just end this discussion. Because if I'm telling you like this, everybody, everybody who know me know I hate meetings. And if they ain't productive, don't make me sit down at one. So I leave out and on my way out, you know, he signals whomever to get Louise Love a bald ass man to come back in there. And so I'm coming down the hall a few minutes later, Louise Love Bald man come flying out of his office. He all upset, done, you know, they turned red and high. He done broke out in red and hives and all this kind of stuff. You know, he ignores me because, you know, I'm all in my joy, right? All on my face, right? Because I used to love the fact that, hell, I'm taller than he was. And I'm five freaking two. Anyway, so I'm going back. Going back to my area. Now, he got a huff puff step in front of me to get on the way from behind the police. Let me tell y'all, nip some of this stuff in the butt. Relax. Don't drown. That's the title of this thing. They just relax. Don't drown. Sometimes we have to, we have to handle stuff. You know, I'm, I'm telling you, there are people out there for which their survival depends on that. People talk about this young man, not the bald, bald man, but um, they talk about this young man, life was about to be set. Let me tell you, his life wasn't about to be set. Now, the coach over there, he was about to be good. The team over there, they was about to be good. The school, they was about to be good. He was going to get some residual off the good, 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 and good had he been able to get there. We don't even know if he was able to get it because I know. I just watch family members, and I know I had to do it myself. Put children on planes, trains, and automobiles and get them where they got to go and make sure they got what they got to have, you know. And then and, and I know I myself have gone off and, like, worried about what's going on at home. What's the you know, Okay, now it's time to go home. What's, what, what's going on at home? All of that, you know. And you can't send children off because let me tell you, there's so many kids get on these campuses and especially if you are not coming from a family and there's a, a collegiate lineage, you know, and an understanding of what that is. And I know, I know there's a lot we think people see in public and have an understanding of it. However, there's so much, and I don't even know if there's enough support on these campuses because people think, you know, hey, that's the best thing ever. And it is the best thing ever. And let me tell you, at that level, that's when you meet people that you would probably deal with for the rest of your life. And those, and, and it, I don't know if it's the environment or just that particular age, at that particular time in your life, you're doing something um, that you have in common with so many people all at the same time. But guess what? That the anxiety level is so high, especially for those who are 
experiencing it the first time. And you and, and no matter, it's just like having kids. I just like I just shared all those birthday stories, right? I, I had four of them, right? So naturally, if anybody's having a baby, I'm we're probably gonna have one or two, three, if not four, experience because you know it's really a scientific thing. You know, everybody literally has. A, we all have the same experience, even though. You know, some people swear being like us. Um, but even still, until you have one, you feel like and you feel like your experience is going to be your experience. You, I hear new mamas, all the, new mothers all the time. Well, you know, I'm going to do this. They're going to try new methods and they're going to do this, that, and the other. You know, yeah, go right on. I, I, I'm, I'm going to let you plan all of that. But I'm going to tell you, honey, <laughs> you know, um, there are billions of people that have done it before you and going to do it after you. But when we get to the point where we have the same shared experience and you want to pretend like we didn't just have the same experience or you want to ignore the fact that we have things in common or you just don't want to address the situation because my anxiety looks like your anxiety. My fears look like your fears, and you don't want to be triggered back into yours. And yet, the worst part of that is, even having experienced it, you say, ain't no way you can get on a podcast and talk about it for 36 minutes. Ain't no way you can speak. I can't tell y'all how many people each day come up to me, run into me, inbox me, um, private message, this, that, and the other, how they too are right where I am or have been there or will be there. Help me not get there. They don't even say help me not get there, you know, or going through something at the same time and at the same time say there's no absolute way that they can. I remember, honey, working at a company, and this is why I'm not in corporate America now, and uh, this young lady and I were going through, we were on two black women up in there. I'm like, man, this is something right what's going on up here. And she was like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. And I'm like, well, you know, I rock, I rock boats because rocking the boat is how you get the water out, not the water in. You know, y'all seen that little video? I keep that little video with that little girl when all of them was in that boat and all that water was coming that boat and then everybody was in the water and that little girl jumped up on that boat and she started rocking that boat with her feet from side to side and all that water come out that boat. See, that's what I say. You seeing is believing. Seeing is believing and we talked about this we did the first leading women podcast uh, on new year's day we went live on new year's day we talked about the seeing is believing why aren't we seeing more why this young man at, at this time of life and yes there was some great opportunities for him but why wasn't he able to see beyond the fog that he was in, the fears that he had, the anxieties, the depression, the troubling things that were going on with the family. You know, a young lady and I are on, on my timeline and she's sharing and she's talking about, you know, her family uh, went through that, having to live in the extended stays in the hotels. I forget, I never forget, there was a young woman in another group and she said it took her a year to she said they went in they figured okay they're gonna go in and they're gonna get their money together it took a year to get out of that situation a full-on 12 months when she was thinking okay let's just do a couple of weeks right and 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 took 12 months because again this shame thing um that there's a shame thing and i'm not saying that we that people are ashamed because i didn't say ashamed but 
just not wanting to be a burden on anybody else. And there's another group um, that I'm in, and the moderator of the group posted the other day that she had gotten um, an enormous amount of, and I guess, you know, coming through the holidays and so forth, said that she had gotten an enormous amount of inboxes of people needing help and support and not just for you know help get some things for the christmas and the the holidays and things like that that people you know during this time are laid off you know and and don't have measures of saving i mean hell i know we we had to go through uh, we had to exhaust our savings because of the the decision we made uh in going into caregiving and it's like whoa you know and that was always that nice cushion and that nice what was that? My phone made a noise. I got to check. Um, uh, that nice cushion, you know, not having that. And I'm like, okay, I've always had that good put back habit, you know, put back this, that, and the other. One thing we start out in the year, and I'll share with you guys, uh, one thing we did last year, additional to what we did, and it was good to have that cookie jar in the kitchen. I need, In fact, I need to go check the cookie jar because I was like, I forgot about it. Um, cause Patty Betty used it one time she was going on her cruise, you know, she needed some cash for her tips. I'm like, well, you remember we've been doing the cash, $5 cash back when you swipe your card, um, uh, buying all this stuff, even food or gas or all this other stuff. And it's do the cash back and t- take the $5, take the $5, put it in the cookie jar in addition to your other save. Cause I know, and this was, this is the part that got on my nerve. You know, we got some people out there. Some people, some people, and this is, some people just in the way. Some people just in the way. Like I said, remember I said I had that drowning experience. There were people like right next to me. Like they had to, they had to get these people out of the way in order to rescue me. Cause they like oblivious to the fact that I'm in trouble. Right. And so we were talking about doing the $5 challenge and people were like, well, you know, that's only X amount of dollars. Okay. It's dollars that somebody ain't got. Right. It's a bite size. It's a bite size saving system that somebody for somebody, they can, they can, they can, they can grasp the concept and then start to build, right? Everybody can't just go and take, you know, 30% of the income and chuck it away into this, you know, into into this, that, and the other, all these other major, major things. There's some people for got to bring home, they, they, they got to bring home every dime. Right. And I know you don't like to know that these people exist. And I was, and, and I don't know why people like that would be on my podcast. I, I think people like that have learned not to follow me because I'm going to call them out every time. So, at the $5 level, we're talking about needing just an extra $10 to go on the groceries or needing to just, hey, in between, got to grab something for lunch. You know, Patty Betty was going on a cruise, need, some, need to have some cash on hand. Hey, get go and grab the cookie jar. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, somebody, oh, um, when they post on a thing, um, hey, guys, we accepted donations for this, that, and the other here. You know, driving, I always try to make sure I keep a little bit of cash, depending on, because I may, I may come upon some genuine person, not, not these, these, uh, everyday, everyday panhandlers. I'm like, damn, you've been on this corner longer than I've been alive, you know, um, but you might find some genuine situations or, or you yourself might find, you know, maybe the deposit don't hit, you know, like maybe the person said, okay, I'm, I'm going to need one, I'm going to hit your invoice, um, in a day or so, you know. And people don't realize that some of us, our lives, our lives are in the the balance, right? And again, you know, because people don't want people to know what situation they're in, sometimes 
just offering somebody something and not knowing their situation is a blessing is a blessing to them we got about two minutes guys i want to get out of here i really want to going forward keep you be mindful and timeful mindful and timeful um I, we're going to start a new journal let me in fact let me just stop right there and give you some instructions i'm just saying just don't don't be in the way while somebody else is about to be rescued that is that's the gist of this thing because there were people first of all like i said in my drowning experience um somebody who was having another experience decided they were going to use me and i then became exhausted to the point i couldn't save myself sometimes we put ourselves in situations where we become exhausted and you realize oh wait I should have reserved something to save myself. The one thing I had to tell people constantly last year, the one advice, I, the only advice I had left because I had I had nothing else to give was just save yourself. Because I had already, I had put myself on the brink. I've, I've neglected some things of myself. And I remember even my son using that word. Just so, just, you're okay. It's just a few things look like they're being neglected. And it wasn't, it, it was, it was, you know, it's like, eh, let me get back to how I used to have my priority system and how I used to work on things like that, you know. But at the same time, it's like sometimes people can get in the way with their thoughts and how they look at things, you know, like um, I was trying to share a job link one time. And it's a very simple little job link because some people some people need it, you know. And a lot of times I, I get those things because one of the things is I understand I understand how algorithms work. And I could be posting something and it don't have nothing to do with the people I follow people follow me or I follow. I know that just put let me let me just I'm that person. I'm not gonna let it in. I'm not gonna let it die with me. I'm not gonna let it end with me. You know, somebody sent this down, I'm just gonna keep pushing it, right? It is it's not the information is not gonna die with me. I'll continue to share. And I'll get these people like, who needs that? You know. What, why we, why we, and, and cause they trigger, cause they trigger because they know they really need it and they don't want to be reminded that that might have been a situation they had, you know, or that those, those things happen for people. Like, um, like, so was like who work, who would work that kind of job? Um, probably somebody at the brink, you know, I just don't want the information to die with me. Hell, I might have to, sometimes some of the stuff I've shared, I'm like, and that's why I tag it so I can go back and find it because you never, and I'm sorry if I, I was moving around, I see I got that microphone there. Sometimes I may have to go back and need that information. And one thing I'm not going to do is worry about what anybody thinks. Let me tell you, you want to live your best life. I know everybody loves that thing, the best life ever. People who get to live their best life are people who are not worried about somebody else considering their somebody else dictating what best is don't let somebody else dic, don't let somebody dictate what the what the best is don't let somebody else dictate what the worst is because you know what you're looking at people keep saying that young man man he was about to have the best life ever no he was not no he was not he was getting ready to go into a much debated system for which they are right now debating whether or not these people should make money on their own likeness. You know, yes, he was going to have, I guess he was going to have a full ride and all that kind of stuff. There's still so much not covered 
in that for these athletes and the athletes are out there telling y'all what's going on with them, what they're dealing with. And I shared, I shared an experience about a, a young man here in Georgia that had some of the same opportunities. You know, uh, I know another young man who did take advantage of all of those opportunities going on to these campuses. And while he loves having gone to that school, played for the school, not that school, another school, another big name school, top, whatever y'all call me, the tops of the tops, of the tops champions and chips and all that, having wore that uniform and having, having to be able to have that, you know, in his repertoire, still there were circumstances that it brought him out of, but there's still things that he, if you ever get into a conversation with him, you, you, it blows your mind. The things that he had to worry about, the things that he had to just say, okay, I got to go. I got to do this for myself, for my family. And then things that happened to his family while he was gone, you know, now everybody's packing up and going home and having to come out of one environment and going back into the other, you know, like, what is that thing when they, they it's a word for when life is just three, just, a, just 360 degrees, you know, it's like, it's like, and you can't, and y'all got to understand some people don't want to just do it alone. They want to bring they want to bring people with them. You know, that's another thing. We 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 put our opinions out there so much, but there are people out there they ain't trying to just get it for themselves. They want others to experience the same joys, the same happiness, the same rewards, the same quality of life, you know? Um they want the people to come with them. You know, just imagine and, and, and just imagine if if all that opportunity would if we stop asking these athletes to go to these schools and make these schools a lot of money and 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 I mean y'all it's laws out there where like the booster club can't help the family right it's like there are people who've been what kicked out and going to jail fine for the like like it, the, the the college level you want this kid to come to your college and go make them and there are rules to say you can't give the family a car you can't give the family a house you can't even feed them. you barely can go to a dinner meeting all of this scrutiny out there and and yet because you got to know with him choosing the deal see and i don't know if anybody's thought about it but think about it them courting these schools courting him at a time when his family, some somebody went and sat with his family to get him to the point of choosing Georgia Tech. So I imagine if he chose Georgia Tech, there were other schools, and there they are in the worst hardship ever, and can't nobody help them because it would be looked upon as persuasion for him choosing the school. Well, I think these schools need to come with something so that these young men and women, hopefully, um, will go off to will, will be able to go off of these schools and understand their family is good you know it's like it's like i i help take care of my family now i gotta go play football i ain't got no money they they can't nobody give me nothing right it all has to go to the education and and make hopefully there's some food prepared food up in there so now 
you're going to take part of the little income we got that's keeping us hell, either in the car or in the hotel or whatever the situation is because we can't even get a good grasp of what the situation is because the news done took their little parts of the video instead of sharing us, giving us like the whole scenario of the family. You know, they don't took the little parts that they want to take to trigger everybody else, you know. But, I mean, just think about that. These booster clubs and these schools make millions off of these. And you got athletes, athletes out there, Tim Tebow and others, talking about these athletes don't need to make no money. They don't need to get their work. They don't need to. It's going to change the game. Okay, well, hell, it's a whole bunch of other stuff out there changing the game. How the hell is the coach got five houses and the athlete got none? I'm just saying. But that's okay. Ain't no shame in that. Coach got coach got a house on campus. Coach got a house in the Hamptons. Coach got a house down there in in the Florida. Coach got, and I'm not saying I don't know what the Georgia Tech coach got because I don't even know what's going. And and hell, I uh, my grandmother used to live right across the street from Georgia Tech, and I'm like, shit, you know, don't know what's going on over there. I see them flowing down to the varsity. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, hell, and even the varsity was started by somebody they supposedly, supposedly, I think the history is the guy that started the varsity got kicked out of Georgia Tech. And hell, his business been that long as damn Georgia Tech. I'm just saying, we gotta, we gotta learn how to, we gotta learn how to dissect this stuff. Or just shut the hell up. That's the best part. Just shut the hell, keep, keep it, keep it to yourself, you know? And yes, I, I hope, and, and then the thing about it is, that stuff, they still trying to debate that. I don't even know. Like, just imagine when he put on that hat and said and committed to Georgia Tech. Just imagine in, if in that moment he instantly got a percent of his jersey. Right? Right now, his mother has money, I think over $100,000 that was raised through a GoFundMe uh, in order to bury her child. But there were all kind of rules uh, for for people giving her money and hell, she might not even. I don't even know if if that all of that might have to go to. They might have to do a grandiose memorial because people people might get mad. The hell, she you know because you know. And I'm just gonna say because that's that's the kind of conversation that black folk be over there having. I don't know about the other ethnicities, but black folk be over there mad because people getting GoFundMe money, right? Black folk don't even want black folk to have reparation, but this ain't that part. Cause I'm just saying. Now she's got she's got money because her son died. But just imagine if he signed, he committed. I'm going to Georgia Tech, and instantly he got a percent of his jersey. Cause you know, them boosters and all that went out and bought all this stuff as soon as they printed them up, right? And now imagine if there was one, because I mean, there's a picture now. He's holding a ball, and it's got Georgia Tech uh, insignia on it. You know, that's the picture that's being circulated with this, the, the, with the story, right? And I'm like, and yet, you know, they, 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 they're off to find somebody. Oh, and they probably had insurance on them because, I mean, like, you take that kind of chance. They probably, because they, you know, people that, I mean, that's just the nature of the industries, right? Um, and I'm not talking about the family. I'm talking about the school. Okay, I'm talking about the, the I'm talking about the, the, um, what is that? What is that association going around this collegiate football, uh, college football, SEC, all that other stuff? I don't know, y'all. But anyway, somebody tweet me on that, okay? So, cause guess what? Now they got to go recoup their losses, cause they got a loss. There's a financial loss to this, and they got to go recruit somebody else.
They've got to go then. You think anybody, you think that nobody's going to be in that, be in whatever position he was going to play? Y'all think the football season going to start and there's nobody in that position that he was going to play? Oh, no, they're they going to move on. They're going to move on. But think about it. There are rules that kept those who were courting him from helping his family because there are schools that used to help these athletes and they were like, wait a minute, that seems like persuasion to go. Hell yeah, it's persuasion to go to your school. My family's homeless. You want me to go to college? Yeah. You, I mean, hey, somebody go back and watch, what's the movie, Cornbread, Earl and Me and all those other movies. That's why, that's why these rules exist. That's why there are rules that these clubs and, 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 and they can't give this, that, and the other and the money can only be designated for this, that, and the other. Well, those are the kind of things that need to change. I feel like, and I know everybody's still mad at the baller group, but I feel like everybody going to the draft, the very moment they step on that stage, something need to be for sale and they need to make money from it. Not just the, the NFL, not just the college level, the schools, the athletes need to make money from because they there are and they people love telling them there are no guarantees you know you tear this or this goes out and this that and you just done you know they they even they even talk about when they get when they get these bonus these this the money how much of it is guaranteed and how much of it is not and and if something happened oh he good for this that and the other and it's like y'all we are at a point when we talk about these athletes it's like they, there's no future in in this athleticism these people are their lives are going to be diminished and this is a thing that we know people are looking at at this young man's health um because he stepped in front of, supposedly, uh, reportedly, stepped in front of a train, and they were talking about, well, in order to be the best athlete you can be at that level, at the high school level, what is he all, what kind of tra traumatic uh, experiences has his body already gone through in order to catch the eye? These athletes that are catching these eyes of these top schools, what what do they already put themselves through. And these are questions, conversations that that this that this that football doesn't want anybody to have because they want us to just still just enjoy this sport. But but we are now at a point where we're seeing these guys have diminished lives uh, at such young ages. You know, they ain't playing like back in the day, and and they ain't getting as old as they were back in the back in the day if y'all have watched i like i've watched some of them like just walking around like even basketball players have you ever like watched a basketball player walk across a room it's the most painfulest looking thing you ever want to see coming when they come off that court and they retire even even on the court it's like that's the pain and and, and, and there's something to having a body that tall a heart the same heart that we all got having to operate all of that all of these things, these these people are medical marvels, and 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 even medicine, uh, a lot of the advances that we have had in medicine is because of the things that have been experimented. I mean, hell, at the end of the season, I, they were talking about so and so played with a broken this and a damaged that, and and like they just kept going, and you know now that everybody's being selected for the Super Bowl and the Pro Bowl and all this kind of stuff. But let me get out of here. Relax. Don't drown. Relax. Don't drown.
Don't drown. Just relax. Look around. Help is right there. It's, I promise you, it's right there. You, you're looking the wrong way. You're looking to the wrong person. Turn around. Look around. You know, and, and say it out loud. Live out loud. Live in public. Let people know what's going on. You know, I hope that um, some change comes out of this. I hope that somebody... I don't know. I don't know if it's a law or just something within within the at that level at the college level. But I know there there are hearings and there because uh, there's a commissioner on this thing, right? They they are decisions that are being made that some type of of uh, what's the word? Um, uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to call it income because that's where they get mad at. Uh, they, they're, they're mad over the semantics of how the money is classified, and and if it's if it's income, then this person is an employee. And yet, while y'all are holding this thing up with all these meetings of the minds, a young man is dead. Can I just say that while y'all are trying to figure out, because you know you're trying to hide this purse or these profits and and all this kind of stuff, a young man is dead when y'all could have just done the right thing day one. Yeah, these athletes need to earn some money. Whether you want to call it income, whether you want to put apply taxes to it, whether you want to call it profit sharing, I don't know. There's a whole hell of a lot of profit in it. There's a lot of profit in, in this what's supposed to be a non-profit kind of institution, right? Hell, the NFL is a, a non-profit, okay? But there's a whole lot of money in the NFL. Um, so while y'all are over there trying to figure out and, and debate and getting these other athletes to say that they don't need anything, a young man is dead, not coming back. He's not going to play for Georgia Tech, and his family is experiencing not only hardship, but the worst felt hardship ever in the loss of a, of a, of a young person, of a son. And uh, I hope that hits with the right person and decisions decisions are made that these families need help, you know. Because, I mean, that's, that's a, mom, a mom, a parents, I don't know what the situation is, but to end up with that type of athlete, and if somebody want to say, well, why they, why were they this, that, and the other, she done made a lot of sacrifice along the way to get, to get, to end up with a top athlete. So we already know that. Okay, so, you know, whatever it is, you, however you need to process it to save yourself, that's on you. But if whatever commissioner, whomever, whomever does schedule this thing out, because I think I heard a date of 2021. I think they, they're, they're not even going to have this thing final until about 2021. I'm telling y'all, listen, whatever you need to do, if you need to go get somebody somewhere uh, selling your merchandise because they don't allow you to own it. Y'all better go make some money off yourself. Okay? You better go figure out how to get somebody somewhere so that you don't end up having to make these kind of drastic decisions. Right? And I know because the first thing they want to do is license and own your ass. You better go. You better go figure out how to do it. You should not 
have that kind of opportunity and hardship at the same time. I think I should stop right there. All I'm saying, yeah, let's stop right there at three, three minutes after the hour. Just relax. Don't drown. Let me tell you, because I know water is dangerous. And if you don't, first of all, thing I learned is don't get in over my head. And if that water starts to come up over my head, I just relax. Float on your back. If you ever drown, like for real, you ever in water, turn over on your back and just relax. And you guess what? You float. And then just start to move your arms and your hands and you'll get to the shore. You can come up. There's not a situation that you really can't. Well, there are some situations that you can't come out of. But there are things that you can do to not get into that. And unfortunately, I don't care how long we live. I don't care how smart we think we are. You don't know everything. You don't know what you don't know. And it ain't. it's a lot of people out there trying to keep you from knowing. And there's a lot of people out there trying to tell you what you don't know. But you're too stubborn to even think that what they're talking about is important. Okay? And some of it, you know, it may be against the rules. But you got to consider the rule makers. Some of this stuff need to be against the rule. Because some of these rule makers need not to be making the rules. And that's why you got to go vote. And I've been asked by a friend to remind y'all to do the, the census stuff is, is coming up because that has a lot to do with the rule makers. Uh, and I know we don't trust the census for nothing, but we might need to participate uh, in this time. Because and, and let me and if I can kind of relate that to you, uh, something that's supposed to come out of the census is representation. And that representation boils down to the electoral college because that's where the representation comes from so if you if you don't if you want more uh more uh, uh voice and representation you need to have everybody fill out the the census and and i know the census got some funding so i need to go fill out they little funding thing so that i can uh talk to you about it because i ain't trying to i ain't trying to tell you this for free but um, just think of those. Just think of those. Things. And I'm only doing it because I'm supporting an organization. And I know that organization, um, they have to have, they have to, in order to save some of us, in order to rescue some of us, um, they need for the numbers to be what they are. And if we don't, then they don't get the numbers. And then we end up with situations where we have so many families because they don't even realize. They, these people, they don't even realize how many families like this young man's family uh, is in that situation, you know. They just see that all these hotels and all these different things are are are, are up and they're making money, but they don't realize that these are people whose lives are in the balance. And so that my life is no longer in the balance, and yours is no longer in the balance. I'm gonna let you guys go and get started on with your day. You know, I need you to do me one more favor before we go. Go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.